You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. I've been uh, putting a ton of thought into this playoff thing. Explain. Well, uh, the path in and out seems really clear. If Alabama wins out, they're in for sure. I mean, there's no way they're not. If they beat Arkansas, beat Auburn, and beat Georgia, Alabama's not only in. Alabama is no doubt the number one seed. But there is that took a ton of thought. That took a ton of thought. But here's the no. Here's the part that took a ton of thought. That that just took very little thought. But it's certain if anyone out there thinks, oh, I don't know, well, they don't like Alabama. First of all, that's just completely incorrect. The committee has always loved Alabama. Well, here's what got me to thinking, Luke. Because if you haven't thought of it this way, you might get a little upset. But this is the weirdness that we're dealing with here. If Alabama wins out there in, and they're the number one seed, right? If Alabama beats Arkansas and beats Auburn and loses to Georgia, Alabama is out. Most likely. Most likely they're out. How ridiculous is it that Alabama's only path to the playoff is to be the number one seed? It's almost like the committee or the world is saying, Alabama, we'll let you in if you're number one. But if you're the second best team or the third best team or the fourth best team, I'm sorry, you're out. You can't be the two seed. You can't be the three seed. You can't be the four seed. You're one or you're nothing. And that is absurd. So I started trying to play with these remaining games and figure out, you know, is there a possibility Alabama could get in as a two-loss team? And, yes, there is a path. I would even say the path could be referred to as very possible because all of the outcomes that would have to happen are all very possible. I'm using the term very possible because none of it is probable or very likely. And when you add up all of it, maybe it becomes improbable. But I'm just talking about all that would have to happen. You ready for this? You can get out a pen if you want. But tell me if you hear something that you think is outrageous. First of all, Notre Dame, they're going to be in because all they have to do is beat Georgia Tech and Stanford. So they're in. I think Ohio State's playing really well. I think they'll win out, and they're in. And by Ohio State being in, they will defeat Michigan and Michigan State, thus knocking both of them out. Wake Forest, believe it or not, could get in as an as a 12-1 and ACC champion. They would get in over two-loss Alabama if they're 12-1 and in ACC champs, but that would take Wake Forest defeating Clemson and Pittsburgh. Just, just not likely to happen. So I think Wake loses one, if not both, of those games. So they're out. Oregon, who could easily get in as a one-loss Pac-12 champion, sure, but they would have to beat scorching hot Utah twice including beating Utah in Salt Lake City. They'd have to beat Utah at Utah's place and then beat them in a neutral site in the Pac-12 championship game. I find that unlikely that Oregon can do that to Utah twice. That would only leave one team in the way 
of Alabama getting in as a two-loss at-large, and that is if the winner of the Big 12 has one loss. Well, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are the only teams with one loss in that league, and they play each other, so one of them is going to have two losses at least. So whoever wins the Bedlam game has to lose either this weekend or in Big 12 championship weekend. But if that happens, then the path for Alabama to get into the college football playoff with a, with a loss to Georgia is highly possible, and none of those outcomes that I just said are ridiculous. Oh, I need to throw this in. I forgot this one. Cincinnati would also have to lose, but they play SMU and Houston. They may even be an underdog to Houston. So let's see. Uh, it's all very possible. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. And I'm looking at – I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't say Notre Dame winning at Stanford is a foregone conclusion, by the way. I mean, Notre Dame uh, has had trouble with much lesser teams. So I don't know why that that's a shoe-in. But Want me to make you mad again? Yeah, there – This will make you mad. I'm, okay, this will make you mad. Ready to get mad? Yes. Let's assume Alabama beats Arkansas and Auburn. They should. They'll be double-digit favorites. Let's assume Notre Dame beats Georgia Tech and Stanford, and they should. They'll be double-digit favorites. Okay, at the end of that day, Alabama will be 11-1. and Notre Dame will be 11-1. and Alabama will be ranked higher than Notre Dame. Why? Even though they both have the same record? Because Alabama's played a tougher schedule. Alabama, in fact, has played a much tougher schedule. If Alabama played Notre Dame on a neutral field because of how the season was played out, Alabama will be a double-digit favorite to win the game. But... Notre Dame's still likely to go ahead of Alabama. Why? Because Alabama has to play an extra game against Georgia, a team Notre Dame wouldn't beat either. And that knocks Alabama out and puts Notre Dame in because Alabama has to play a game that Notre Dame does not. And that is why Alabama be at home and Notre Dame, a lesser team than Alabama, would be in the playoff. Okay, and I, I see your point. My counterpoint to that, just being playing devil's advocate, is that had Alabama just won at A&M and then they right. get to the SEC title game undefeated against Georgia and then lose, and I don't care what they lose by, they right. would get in over Notre Dame. So Alabama right. screwed this up by losing Correct. to Texas A&M. I mean, it's, look. I would also I, say I, that I'm Notre Dame's I, loss to Cincinnati is worse than Alabama's loss to Texas A&M. I don't think Alabama would, loses Cincinnati. I'm not sure Notre Exactly. I don't think Notre Dame would beat A&M in College Station. I really don't. And, but, and they lost by double but digits. You're, you're, correct. Two Cincinnati. Yep. Yep. So, Even anyway. The quarterback I mean, was going so bad. Well, I'm glad you just started rambling off on this topic because that was actually going to be my first topic was, uh, was passed to the playoffs, and I think you covered it quite well. So, with that being said, let me go ahead and tell everybody about NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. 
93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite right now. Through the end of this year, NetSuite is offering one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. Go check them out, NetSuite. Also want to tell you about prize picks. Love this site. A lot of fun. They've got an award-winning app. It's a leader in the college sports daily fantasy. Prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-majors you might not even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our users that deposit and use promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% disp- uh, deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries as well. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes, et cetera. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play or go to prizepicks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll love this site. It's a ton of fun to play. Jimmy, let's get, have a couple of updates here in this second segment. First of all, um, Alabama and Auburn will be at 2.30 in the least surprising thing that's happened uh, in God knows how long. I mean, because there's really no other game that's even worth showing uh, that day. Uh, and Alabama-Auburn may not be worth showing uh, for, for reasons we'll talk about in a second. But Alabama-Auburn is at 2.30. Uh, I dig that. I'm, I'm going to the game, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, just right this minute, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, but I thought it was very cool that Landon Dickerson snapped to Jalen Hurts, who throws another touchdown to uh, Devontae Smith while being guarded by Pat Sertan uh, in the uh, Denver-Philadelphia game yesterday. And then here's something else that just came across my Twitterverse. This is from NFL on CBS. The most games with a 100-plus passer rating among first-round quarterbacks from the 2021 draft. Justin Fields has zero. Trey Lance has zero. Zach Wilson has zero. Trevor Lawrence has zero. Mac Jones has five. That's bananas. It is. but I'm not taking away anything at all from Mac Jones because he's deserving of all this. And who knows, maybe he's going to be the next Tom Brady, you know, the greatest to ever do it. But uh, there's too much talk that I've read about, oh, wow, they all made a mistake. Mac should have been the number one pick. If Mac was in Jacksonville, he wouldn't have five games with over 100 rating. He, he, he would have nothing to work with. He'd have no offensive line. It would be a mess. <laughs> I mean, Mac, yes, Mac is going to ultimately prove maybe to be better than, than all of those guys. But Mac was drafted into the best situation. I think sometimes when we want our guys drafted really high, of course we do. They make more money. It's more high profile. It seems like it's good for Alabama. But, man, you get you get drafted in the middle of the first or late in the first, you can end up in a, on a good team, in a good situation. And I think because of the Patriots' season last year where they had so many COVID opt-outs and it just wasn't the Patriots and they fell all the way to 15 in the draft, uh, it, it was just a – ideal situation that Mac's in 
uh, and again, not to, to diminish. I mean, somebody's got to throw those balls accurately, and he does, and he's great. But uh, all those other guys are in pretty bad situations, bad teams. Yeah, true. But at the same time, um, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Um, oh, no doubt. No anyway, doubt. 100%. Jameson Williams was named a Bolitnikoff semifinalist, which is also very cool. Who are the others? Do we um, know the others? Uh, well, uh, now that you ask me, uh, wish I just want to know if he's got a legit shot to win that thing. Is it uh, maybe uh, Dotson from Penn State and uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas? Uh, um, let's see. Well, I'm looking it up. Uh, well, I don't know that they. Damn it! Why did you? <laughs> why did you even do this? Now, now I'm. Because uh... I'm like, as soon as I, I think that's awesome. It's incredible because of Alabama's success at wide receiver. Now it gets. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he's over 1,000 yards with two games to go, and he's replacing the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith, and no one was talking about this guy. He's done this all on the field. He had no preseason hype, even Alabama fans. I remember reading, Luke, literal criticism that we were taking him. I remember it. On, on all the boards, there was criticism over why are we wasting a spot that uh, one of the you know why why are we signing a transfer receiver when we have Jacory Brooks and a Jai Hall? Yeah, I, I remember reading that from from multiple people. That wasn't just one troll outlier. So I think what JMO's done is incredible. He changed the season for us. Frankly, I mean, I don't know that we'd be winning like this without him. All right, hang on. I'm I'm looking to see. Um, well, all right. It says Jameson Williams. Uh, Devin Tompkins of Utah State, uh, Jareth Stearns of wherever the hell he's, uh, Western Kentucky, um, A.T. Perry of, looks like Wake Forest, uh, Chris Olavia of Ohio State, Drake London of USC, who's now out for the year, I think. So, I mean, that's probably not going to be a thing. Josh Downs. Of North okay. Carolina. So this is several. This isn't. This isn't. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was going to be like, like four. This is a shitload of them. I mean, so yeah. uh, Jordan Addison. Who stands out to you? Is Burks on there? <laughs> Jameson Williams? No, no. I mean, like Burks. I mean, who's. who's no, he's not on there. Traylon Burks is not on there, which I find a little bit odd. Um, yeah, I find it odd as hell, too, because Jahan he's pretty damn tough. Jahan yeah, Dodson's really win. good. Yeah. He yeah, he win. might win it. He And he is really good. I'm just say this. I mean, we, we're. We play a tough schedule. We're in the best conference in the country. This weekend against Arkansas, we're playing the best damn wide receiver we've faced all year. And yeah. I'm already I'm already giving up six catches and 90 yards to him. We haven't played the game. And I'll go, hey, Jimmy, you cool with uh, Burks having six catches for 94 yards on a touchdown? I'd go, take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Six, yep. six for 94 and one score, I'll take it. Um, I, I, who, who, would you, who else would you say that about? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so and I was trying to look uh, for that I had one other piece of news, and now I've talked myself out of it because you made me look up the Bolitnikov <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I can't think about maybe JMO winning that award, which would just be unspeakably amazing, and he might. I mean, he's got he plays on the big name team. He's winning games. He's now getting name recognition. He's in first round box and. Over a thousand yards receiving, uh, and he's done. Like I said, he's done it all on oh. the field this fall because there was no hype. 
Uh, Anthony Lucas just said he'll announce his commitment between Alabama and A&M on December 15th. That's nice. Signing day. Um, yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, you know what? I'll go uh, Alabama there. Okay. I, I would dig it. I think Alabama. Um, and i tell you what, I'm going to save this next thing. We're just going to do a whole segment on injuries because there's a boatload of them for us and other teams uh, that are Alabama related. So I'm going to save that for now because I think that's worthy of an entire segment. Uh, for now, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. Look, I'm telling you, this site is awesome. It's easy to navigate. You will love it. It's so much fun. You can bet on just about whatever you want to bet on at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus. Hard to beat that. Free money from right here uh, with uh, your crew at Locked On Bama. Promo code Locked On to get you a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. From basketball to football to baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage. Look, you can bet on some reality TV there. It's worth it to sign up just to go see what that's like. Go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. Jimmy, let's talk about some injuries. All right, first of all, do you have any updates on the Bama injuries? We talked about Roydell Williams. Uh, we talked about um, – oh, shoot, who else got hurt? Who's Who else got hurt? Sorry, uh, Joe Earl. Jojo Earl, and then uh, there were, somebody else limped off, and I I put it out of my mind because I was like I can only handle like two. Ekior, like yeah, I think he just got a finger in the eye, though, right? Yeah, Ekior even came back in the game. He's fine, okay. and I would expect him to start. I expect I this, this is what I expected as of Monday when we record this. Before we've even heard Coach Saban speak this week, uh, I'll tell you what I expect as of Monday morning. Uh, that Dalcourt will be back and he'll be the center and Cohen is back and he'll be at guard along with Ekior and that Damian George will start at right tackle. So Chris Owens will be on the bench in a six man uh, for the game against Arkansas. That's what I expect. Uh, I further expect, and I'm not reporting anything. I'm just telling you what, what I expect is that Roy Dell is torn as ACL and he is out for the year. Uh, I believe Jojo Earl has a more minor knee injury uh, I'm certain or nearly certain you won't see him this week against Arkansas. Uh, anything beyond that, it could be possible that Jojo Earl is returning. Uh, and I would say, you know, the postseason's more likely than, than Auburn. Uh, but Jojo Earl, uh, I believe, will return. I don't believe he has a torn ligament requiring surgery like, like Roy Dell likely has. So, again, I'm not reporting news there. I'm just saying that's my personal expectation. Um, so now I think we can talk about some other injuries. First of all, it is confirmed. Bo Nix done for the year. Um, interesting. I, I, you know, look, I would be fine playing him or him not playing. I just think his, uh, his career at Auburn is just fascinating. I mean, you could do a 30 for 30 on the love hate relationship, the, uh, expectations versus the reality. And then the disappointment versus the reality. The bottom line is no, Bo Nix has not played like the five star he was rated, but, he's not been bad either. He's been fine. He's, he's a very nice SEC starting quarterback. I thought it was funny at the beginning of the year, Philip Marshall was losing his mind because like on somebody's, you know, all SEC that went one through four, fourth team, Bo Nix wasn't on any of them. And he just said, that's crazy. And it's crazy. I think it's absolutely correct. I, I wouldn't put him um, as one of the top four quarterbacks in the SEC, but really I'm not sure he'd be one of the top six, but 
that's okay. That doesn't mean he's awful. It just means he's not one of the top four to six quarterbacks in this league. That's just, I mean, look, you're going to take him over Bryce Young? There's no way. You're going to take him over Matt Corral? There's no way. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that, I, hell, I start, that's when it starts getting it starts getting argumentative at three. But with his late season push, I'm telling you, uh, it's hard not to put Will Rogers at three. Now yeah, you're going to take. You're not taking Bo Nix over Will Rogers. You look at. I know Rogers throws it all the time, but Rogers doesn't have any better receivers than Auburn does. He doesn't. Nope. So and nope. he damn sure didn't have it. I would say the offensive lines are at least comparable. Similar. And Similar. and the other thing is, you know, Bo Nix has an opportunity to. I mean, his defense is better. I would say, or at least it's got more star power. It didn't show itself to be better Saturday, but I think it's got more star power. And so he he has the luxury of a, a, a defense that doesn't make him uh, have to be the hero all the time. So I think that that's another positive. But bottom line, Bo Nix isn't as bad as his haters want him to be, and he's not as good as his lovers want him to be. Do people say lovers? <laughs> I don't know. Um, goodness. Anyway, oh, goodness. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I, I think, you know, I, I made a tweet about two or three weeks ago. It's kind of funny. Uh, you know, obviously I tweet about Alabama, you know, 90% of the time when I'm not making a terrible joke, I'm tweeting about Alabama. But I was thinking about Bo Nix, actually, when I made this tweet a couple weeks ago that said, when player, when prospects and players don't meet expectations, I think a lot of fans have a hard time distinguishing between who's good and who's bad. The expectations were so high. And when the kid doesn't meet the expectations, sometimes as fans, we go, Oh, that kid sucks. He was supposed to be good, and he sucks. When in fact, no, he doesn't suck at all. He's pretty good. He just didn't meet your expectations or a five-star's expectations or the media's expectations. And I was actually thinking about Bo Nix when I wrote that, not not anybody in Alabama. As soon as I tweeted that, that started a 20, 30 people discussing who must I be talking about and going over every kid on the Alabama roster who's a five-star that's not starting. <laughs> Literally, I was talking about Bo Nix. And – and, and that, that's, that's for this reason. Every point you made is good. It's, it's spot on and it's right on. There's good bow and there's bad bow. And, and he's responsible for some wins and he's responsible for some poor performances too at Auburn. But one thing I would say about the, the love-hate thing with Bo, if Bo Nix was a three-star and not the son of an Auburn quarterback that was a quarterback not too long ago who isn't so full of Auburn that he named his kid after Bo Jackson at birth, um, if 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 Bo Nix, if his name was Will Rogers from Brandon, Mississippi, and was a three star and chose Auburn over Troy, and he put and he performed the exact same manner as Bo Nix from day one, true freshman starter game one, first start over Oregon, won the game, and then three years later, I don't think we'd even look at him as Jekyll and Hyde. I, I think at Auburn they'd be talking about building another damn statue. I, I think they'd be. I, I think all of the all of the negativity from Auburn is because he he is he he never met the expectations of a five star badass. Um, if he was a three star and his last name was Rogers, I think they'd be over there weeping. I mean, they 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 they'd, they'd appreciate him a whole hell of a lot more than they do. Okay, I can buy that. The whole statue thing is hyperbolic. I, I mean, his stats well, still aren't you know, great, but now they built let me say for Heisman winners, but but yeah. So let me say I'd this say too. They'd love, they'd love him if he if he was a three star and they had never heard of him. Agreed. I agree with that. Now, one other thing: what if 
what if Seth Williams doesn't make the catch? And Seth Williams actually made the catch versus uh, Bo throwing a great pass against Oregon. What if Auburn loses that game? And that that tempers expectations to a degree. And Bo is where he is now. He threw for 377 on Saturday. So, I mean, he wasn't awful. Um, But, again, quarterbacks get all the credit like he does for the Mm -hmm. 2019 Iron Bowl where he did very little. Um, and they get all the blame. Outperformed by Mac Jones, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, we said that. We said that when the game was over. Me and you did. We we yeah. said that right here in the show that hey, uh, I know while all the Alabama fans are, are are gnashing teeth and biting into pine trees, and Auburn fans are celebrating and and calling Bo Nix their savior. Uh, Mac Jones played better than Bo Nix did. And boy, that that looks smart to say uh, two years later. Well, exactly. Um, but anyway, I just, meanwhile, more Auburn news. Anders Carlson done for the year, it looks like, with a torn ACL. And uh, John Samuel Schinker, who's been a pretty good tight end. I mean, he's not all world, but he's pretty good. Um, he's He's been a main target. Out, I believe he's caught more passes for more yards than Latu and Billingsley combined. Wow. I believe that. Wow. Yeah, I think that's okay. true. You can, um, I'm not positive, but I think that's true. So uh, – He's got a broken collarbone, I think. I mean, at least that's been reported, but I hadn't, exactly. that hadn't been proven. And then one other thing. This just came across the wire. As if Steve Sarkeesian hasn't had bad enough luck, Bijan Robinson with an elbow issue is out for the year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they had already lost yeah. five in a row, and my guess is they start to lose seven in a row because they got two games left where I think they'll lose both of them. Um, yeesh. That's bad news bears for Steve Sark. He has a heck of a rebuild, but I think I think that's just to me it's indicative of 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 the mess. He inherited a mess. He didn't inherit there was way too much optimism in the preseason. I was just going over from my on three blog this morning. I was reviewing Arkansas season against power five opponents just to get a real grip on how good average or bad Arkansas is and one game I looked at was obviously the 41-20 win over Texas early this season boy that's viewed so differently today than it was at that time early in the year when there was this idea that Texas was going to be really good and you wonder where that comes from in the sense that didn't they fire the last guy for losing didn't they fire the last guy because the program wouldn't get better and all they did is change head coaches and now all of a sudden Texas has good players um that that was that was – there never should have been preseason hype for Texas. Now, should they have lost five games in a row? No. It, it reminds me – it's not the same as Saban's 07 team losing to Louisiana Monroe, but it, it, it's, it's for the same reason. It's for the same reason. Saban didn't inherit a Nick Saban culture, and it took him a full year and a half to change it all. And uh, Sark's going to have to change the culture. That, that's not something you can do overnight. All right, buddy. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about some Bama in the NFL and some recruiting news tomorrow. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.